What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Modern Day Sniper Podcast. I'm Kalen Wojcik, and I'm one of your hosts today, along with Philip and Ryan. And today's episode, we're going to be discussing something that uh, we all have to deal with, and uh, we're titling this episode Imposter Syndrome. And it's really just goes along the lines of our tagline, which is mindfulness behind the rifle. And what that means to us is really just getting a grip on how we see the world and understanding that everybody is a completely unique individual as to how they see the world. And so because we are humans, we have thoughts and we have feelings and we also have the ability to feel anxiety and depression. And because we have the ability to feel and witness those things within ourselves, we have to learn how to deal with that. So we had this discussion on um, imposter syndrome and really just essentially just getting triggered by stuff that you read um, from people that uh, that might bother you. And it's really important that um, we figure that out and do that work to understand why those things bother us so that way we can grow and not let that stuff bother us in the future and establish mental resiliency. So that's what this episode is all about. We hope you guys really enjoy it. And as a reminder, cruise over to the Modern Day Rifleman Network and see what is going on in there. We have a huge, huge group of shooters that have come completely organically. We have not run one single ad. Everything has been word of mouth. And we have over 6,000 people in this group that are constantly communicating with each other and providing support, providing help and assistance for people to grow in their skills as shooters. There are no trolls. There are no jackasses in there. And the community does a really good job of policing that. So if you're a discerning shooter and you are looking for really solid information from people that care about what they're doing and don't really have any time for internet drama, the Modern Day Rifleman Network is the place for you. So cruise on over there. And if you're wondering about how to possibly... Uh, have some sustainment training in your career as a shooter. We also have a monthly subscription service within that network, and you can find that under Journey of a Rifleman. It's a really cool trip that we're taking this year with all of our shooter with all of our shooters, and um, we are going to be talking about um, how we can tie shooting and our process and progress in shooting around the hero's journey, which is. Um, uh, basically a um, mythological rendition of how stories are told. And I'll let you guys figure that out when you go in there. Hopefully that was enough curiosity to uh, to get you peaked to go have a look at the Modern Day Rifleman Network and what we have going on in the journey of a Rifleman subscription service. So without further ado, guys, thank you all for being here. Thank you for being a listener. And uh, here is the episode. It's Monday, bitches. What'd you guys do this weekend? Behind the um, the range, there's a eight mile loop uh, that is actually super nice. Um, I, I'm probably gonna do it at least once a week, or start hiking the, the um, local trails around here to get ready for um, hunting season, so that you know I'm just in better shape because last month was or last year was kind of a shit show. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know how it is. It's like you, you know, you get busy and then you go try to do a general hunt and then like you go on your first movement and you're smoke checked. Right. And then you're just kind of like, you're just out of it. And uh, I don't want to feel that way. 
I've seen that happen to a lot of hunters on their on their trips where they're they smoke themselves on the movement in and then the next day they're just like, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how far we're gonna go. <laughs> so yeah. That's what I was that was I was in my head my first hunt when I went with you. I was like, you'd be like, we're gonna go here. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, and in my head, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to start scouting myself. Um, <clears throat> once we come back from Montana, I've got a couple of trips planned to go up to my high buck spot and, um, try to find a couple of deer. Uh, I always know that there's going to be deer there, but I would really like this year to be able to say there's two that I have my eye on or two or three that I have my eye on and hope that, um, that I can find them, you know, come opener. And, um, I also want to start <clears throat> looking for bears because our bear season opens August 15th and, um, I want to start, I want to start chasing after bears and now Luke isn't here. Um, you know, that creates a lot of open opportunity, uh, that I didn't have before. So yeah, for sure. What'd you do this weekend, Ryan? Oh, I didn't do anything. So exciting. <laughs> Ryan, you look. I, I just want to let you know yeah. you you look thrilled. By the way, you look totally thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm I'm great. I'm solid, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm super stoked. We have some um, disgruntled people on YouTube. That's what we have. Oh, for fuck's we have, sake! We have, we have haters on YouTube. I it's got nothing to do with this. I know. Don't even. I'm just. I'm bring Kalen into this because I'm going to hear about it later. Then you know what happened. You know. You know when you have haters, that means you're doing something right. That's right. And you never. You never read. Say, I guess. You never read the comments. If you read the comments, you're fucking yourself. Yeah. Or Phil can screenshot them and text them to you and force you to read them. <laughs> I don't have to fucking read shit. <laughs> no, I did that. I, I, I did that to, to Ryan because oh. people could be, because people could be ruthless. Uh, well, I mean, that, I, it's, it's like, I think, you know, the, something that, with time that we've seen, I think with the with the growth of modern day sniper, it's out there, right? Uh, not everyone's going to like us and our message. Mm -hmm. And hey, guess we're not their cup of tea, you know. Um, and, but I'm, it's not going to derail me from what I'm what I'm doing. I know that I'm, uh, you know, I know that we as a as a team are putting uh, quality information out there. Yeah. Uh, and we have experience to back it up. Yeah. Um, you know, repetitions and, and stuff like that. So you know. Um, until you're the one putting YouTube videos on it, or if you want to come out here and you want to train with us and show me what you're capable of, hey, I'll buy you a plane ticket. How about that? Agreed. That's, yeah, I guess that's fantastic. I guess I'd say no. That's a good point. I'd say I was just talking to buddies of mine uh, this morning and last night about industry and stuff. You know, they ask like, "How's the job going?" And you start gaining more popularity, whether good or bad, but you gain more popularity in the quote-unquote industry and we're just talking about how you know there's different aspects of working in the industry like you could work at a local gun shop you could be a guy that does nine to five working at a gun manufacturing plant whatever the case because industry is like a really broad term and but then you have like our part of the industry as instructors and you put yourself out there and like lucas bakken says this really well he's like you put yourself out there it's just the nature of the game. You're going to, you know, piss people off. And I guess the I guess the hard part that I've always had with it is 
the fact of trying to understand, because like I try and understand the psychology behind things and trying to comprehend like where's this person's mindset? Because what you're saying isn't even correct. But like that, this isn't coming from a place of lack of understanding. This is coming from somewhere else. And so I guess trying to understand the psychological aspect between why people say certain things or do certain things. Um, but I mean, that's just trying to understand people, I guess. But I think that's a great point. And one of the, one of the things that, that helped me kind of understand, um, the negativity, the negativity that some people can, can project outwards is that, you know, the psychology of it is that we as human beings are going to project outwards what we reject within ourselves, which means if that person who's commenting and saying, oh yeah, what, you know, that's stupid or, um, that doesn't make any sense, or I could do that with iron sights all day long, blah, 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 blah. They're seeing, they're seeing something in that video that angers them about some sort of deficiency that they have within themselves. And so by seeing you guys in a video crushing it and smashing targets and most likely doing it with apparent ease, that irritates people, right? That, that irritates people because A, I mean, I, and I don't know exactly, but these are just things that could potentially be the causes of it is they wish sure. that they were there and they're not, okay? Um, they wish that they could have a YouTube channel and have relevance and have the ability to connect with people and they don't. Um, there could be, a, a, they could have had an experience in the past that caused them to look at this and go, oh man, screw those guys. And they get all upset and comment on the internet because they have to have a place to put their their discontent or their anger or their frustration. And what's the easiest way to do it? It's on the internet, right? There's no confrontation. I just have to type something on a keyboard and launch it off into space. And there it is. Uh, yeah, I feel better. Now they, now, now they get their validation. Right. And then yeah. by, you, by you engaging with that... And then it's arguing with them, yeah. you're validating their exact point and you're giving them yeah. exactly what they want. And so, you know, I, I and I, I think it's funny because um, I was listening to a Rogan episode and he was talking about somebody uh, commenting on uh, one of his guests were talking about like looking at the comments on their YouTube channel and and joe's like, like oh, you read it joe's like you fucking read the comments like what is wrong yeah. with you <laughs> don't do that yeah because i guess uh, yeah and then it triggers yeah, you're right, you man. you're right it triggers you and then you're like well fuck you and you get all upset and then you realize like oh i don't even know who this person is why why do i i'm as yeah. long as you're secure with what you're putting out there and it's good content and it's really authentic. That's the only thing that matters. And everybody's got to go through that. Like I went through that stuff. I totally went through that stuff. And I know Phil has too. And did you see the, uh, uh, video we did? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I spent the whole weekend, um, Saturday I hung out, uh, we went and did some paddle boarding. And then yesterday I made a quick trip up to Chelan and and did a day of skydiving to continue to train for, um, for uh, this coming Friday. So I have a plan to watch that on, uh, on my drive. Cause we're going to start driving on Wednesday and, um, cause it's going to take all day. 
So gotcha. I want to see what you guys put out. I know you guys put out amazing stuff. Um, and I can only imagine, like, I can only imagine what the comments look like, but I'm not going to go read them. So it's okay. I'll yeah. tell you. So, oh yeah. All right. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> There's some positive ones in there. There's not even a lot of comments. Um, there was the one that kind of just stood out to me was, well, it wasn't the one you sent me. The one you sent me didn't even make sense saying something along the lines of do build drills at 25 yards. Yeah. I was like, well, this isn't even a video on pistols. This is like carbine. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. But the other one was, I guess he's been following modern day sniper for at least a little while because he was saying certain things like, so when you watch the video, you'll see, you don't see the target, but I'm calling out where the shots are, which in the pistol carbine world, uh, at least on Instagram, if you don't show your target, like it's blasphemy. And so I was trying to talk to the camera and I'm just calling out the shots and where they are. And I had like a cardboard USPSA target at like five or six yards, something like that. Nothing far, just shooting for the torso A zone. So obviously generous target, not far at all, just working certain things. So like a reaction time on the beep and getting it down to even like a 0.31 second for first shot. And he was saying something like, well, you're slapping a trigger and something along the lines of like, you're not articulating like Phil and Kalen do basically disappointed in what modern day sniper is or whatever, or at least, or at least the decision to bring me on and my ability to, or in his opinion, lack there of ability to articulate something, which I was kind of surprised just in terms of like, well, I said what I was working on and I demonstrated it. And I was like, well, if the target is, and then saying that you're not seeing the dot, which assuming you're assuming I'm not seeing something without even asking me. But at the same point, if I didn't see the dot, which I did, but even if I didn't, given that size of target at that distance, you can get away with that. And how do you not slap a trigger in 0.31 of a second after a beep goes off with your finger? If you actually have your finger off the trigger like you should and not keep it on, it's one of the safety rules. Flipping from safe to then pulling a trigger as soon as the dot presents itself like there is no way around prepping a trigger, firing on a natural respiratory pause for a target that's like the size of a sheet of paper five yards in front of you. Well, well so let, uh, uh, let's take a couple of steps back here um, and talk about the, the purpose of the video, which the purpose of the video was to bust rust for you yeah. in preparation for our scope carving courses that we're having this year. First and foremost, one, but two, um, this facet of being a rifleman, you know, you call it carbine pistol world. I, I just call it, hey, an aspect of being a rifleman, right? Being able to understand the purpose and application of that specific rifle that you had set up, right? And, you know, it doesn't require, right, this picture perfect 90 degree press and good follow through when you are trying to quickly engage. And so I think that person is is for sure taking that video out of context. And I think um, it's an unfortunate because now on the receiving end, right, you're taking it as like how you're receiving it is like you're not up to standard for what, you know, modern day sniper is doing. But I think that's the the growth is, is modern day sniper is trying to expand into more than just precision rifles, right? I mean, we dub the, t the concept modern day rifleman because we feel that if you own or possess uh, a rifle or precision rifle, 
uh, you should understand how to utilize it correctly based off of that specific use and application of that firearm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so what's your question? You're asking like, what's the premise of the? No, no, no I would just I, just to, to let Kayla know in the in the audience, like the the the, the name of the video for people that are listening is uh, practical carbine drills. Yeah, correct, right. correct. So as uh, like you said, it was getting into that stuff, and you call it being a rifleman, which I'd agree it is. But then at the same time, I say the pistol carbine world because I can pretty confidently say that the culture in the two worlds is very different. And in terms of receptiveness, I guess you can say, and how people are. Uh, now, this there's exceptions to everything, of course, and like definitely in the precision world, there's those guys as well. But it's nowhere near as abundant as like the guys in the pistol carbine world, which is just basic statistics where you increase your sample size. You're going to have more people doing it. You're going to have more shitheads. <laughs> so it's just the nature of the game. So it's like... Um, that that's completely understandable. It's just the, so what we were trying to do there at the video is just like you said, uh, we're getting into modern day snipers getting into scoped carbine stuff. Now, granted that wasn't what I would consider a scoped carbine, but it was a red dot of magnifier, which I said in the video, like, this is just what I had on the gun. The principle wasn't the optical platform. It was working the mechanics of using a rifle and covering different drills, like reaction time recoil management this and that and so am i the best there is by no means in any way shape or form is that it would be an accurate statement because i'm not but in terms of trying to demonstrate what we're looking for between the reaction time how's the recoil management are you staying on target given that size of target how fast can you go knowing what the target size is and the distance target me going one, two, three, four, five with like 0.1213 splits or faster is definitely not acceptable if I'm leaving the target size for that distance, uh, regardless of what that is. So going that fast at a torso cannot be done, by me at least, shooting an A zone of the face. It's a significantly smaller target, so I'd have to slow it down. So that's all we're trying to, I was trying to demonstrate in this as far as like, this is what we're doing, but then you have comments like, uh, recoil management is trash or something like that. I was like, okay, well, I can make the recoil management a little bit better by doing a rangeism stance that I hate seeing instructors do, where you're like hunker down, bury, and like driving all like everything forward, and it's exaggerated. It's like, okay, well, that's not practical. You're gonna tell me you're gonna react to something, and you're gonna be having this picture perfect rangeism stance to engage a target. No, so I stand a little bit more erect, but I still have my center of gravity forward on the balls of my feet, my chest is over belt line as it should be, and I engage from there, and the recoil management was acceptable to not come out of the size of target for some of the, for some of the, some of them I pulled for sure, and I called it, uh, but then I adjust, do it again, and that was the point of the whole video, was like we're, this was like, honestly, like I haven't done drills like that in pro since like last year, and to show that I was still able to do what I did, and it's been that much time, like, the point of it was one, yeah, that was, I was impressed myself. I didn't expect that to happen. But two, this is some drills that I like to focus on that you can do if you, if it's been a while since you've had, you've worked on a carbine, which is like you said, just another rifle, but certain drills, like you're not going to do up drills with a, a bolt gun. So we have task focused drills for certain applications based on the tool we're using. Right. But there are people that use up drills with bolt guns and it's disgusting. 
Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Caitlin, you know what I'm talking about? Who Who's this? Remember some of those uh, like sniper school videos of guys that are like running a bullgun at like 25 yards? Oh yeah, there's still there's still law enforcement training companies that uh, that do that with their snipers at you know from the offhand at 25 yards on full silhouette targets and stuff and um it's just uh it's a very old it's old has there anyone has has there been anyone shot like that in in the history of law enforcement sniping there was there was one instance um that's within the uh the american sniper association police utilization report um there was an instance where uh a guy made entry into a building and the suspect was in a room at the end of a hallway and it was a there was two guys um the lead guy i believe took a knee and then the the sniper right i'll put that in air quotes the sniper put his rifle and used him as a partner support and when the guy exposed himself large enough to you know, get something to shoot at. He shot at him and, and he hit him and it was like five yards away or some, something like that. So they call that the closest engagement again, air quotes, the closest sniper engagement, but it's like, okay, so he just happened to have a specific weapon in his hand. And that was what he chose to use for that particular engagement. Like that's, some really wild stuff. And it was very old. That engagement's very, very old long before agencies were doing the things that they're doing now with their standard operating procedures. And so I don't feel like you're ever going to be able to find something like that again. Um, but to say that is really, it is hard to say that because there's so, I mean, everything, anything that's kinetic is going to be, uh, is going to be very dynamic and people are going to make choices based upon what's presented to them in that, in that, very, very small moment in time. So, but in that sense, it's just like, nah, that's ridiculous. It's, it's a waste of time, right? You're, you're wasting people's training time because if you're, if you are truly a rifleman, you understand what to do in that situation anyways, right? So whether you're running a carbine, whether you're running a scoped rifle, whether you're running a carbine with a red dot, or whether you're running a scoped rifle with a magnified optic, that's, you know, above three power, um, if you're truly a rifleman of your craft or a master of your craft or a student of your craft, rather, you're going to understand the ins and outs of all of those different platforms and how to use them. And I think that's what you're trying to say, Ryan, is that like, Hey, this is just a platform. Guess what? It's a center fire rifle. It just happens to be a smaller caliber in, in 22 caliber. And it's a five, five, six. And this is the purpose behind this particular rifle. Right. And so therefore I'm going to train for that purpose. And so I I honestly, man, it's like people just want to argue because they want to argue because they saw something that you were doing and maybe it pissed them off because you were shooting faster than they can. And then they're going to look at it and go, yeah, well, I'm going to pick it all apart. It's like, okay, dude, sounds good. I would just, I mean, if you're going to reply to anything, just reply Rob Latham to the whole trigger slap concept, Rob Latham. Yeah. That's, I agree. That dude, all he does is preach, you have to slap the trigger, and you hold the gun as hard as you can to mitigate the slap while keeping your aim on the target. That's the only way you can shoot fast, right? Yeah. And so I, it, it, things like that, it's just like it, they there's no merit to it, and there's no 
there's no justification of even providing a response at that point in time because it's just like, I don't have any, I, I have no time for this. No yeah. time for this. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just the aspect of, again, going back to the psychological aspect is like, I find it interesting where it's like, cause I, I'm not right all the time. Um, and I believe that you should call people out professionally, at least if something is wrong. But I find that the, at least from my perspective, the people that are doing things, it's not coming from a place of genuine curiosity or genuine questioning to try and understand something. Yeah, it's no, just, they're messing with you. It, yeah. It's like an attack, but it's like one, if you are just trolling, why? Two, if it's not a troll, but they're legitimately just pieces of shit, then why? Well, also why, but what makes you think what you're saying is accurate? Like, like on that, where you just said like slapping triggers, like, how, like, what do you expect when you're working like reaction time for a close target, big target with an AR-15 at like five or six yards? Like, what do you, am, am I supposed to like 90 degree pause, prep, natural respiratory pause? Oh, oh now I'm going to take the shot. You know, you're too late. You're dead. Like you took too long. Yeah. It's, it's just, so, <laughs> these people don't understand, um, They've most likely never been in a situation where they've been presented with with something where they have to react in that amount of time. And, you know, it's I guess it's it, for me anyways, it's kind of like, why why am I even trying to figure that out? Because how many billions of how many billions of people are on the planet? It's almost like eight billion people, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's. <clears throat> It's insane when you start thinking about that number. And it's like, yeah. hey, there's 8 billion people out there. Guess what? <laughs> You're not going to please every one of them, right? And they're people are on their own path. They're on their own journey. And they're trying to figure it out themselves. And when, like I said, man, like when people, when people, and, and everybody has it within them, right? So that's something sure. that's really important is that everybody has it within them, like, We've gone back and forth and said, oh, man, I'm triggered, man. Like this thing triggered the shit out of me. Like this, this comment or this post triggered the shit out of me. Sure. So then we got to look at it and go, okay, well, why did that, why did that bother me? And that's hard. Like that's not easy to do. Um, instead of firing off a response, instead of sitting, in, instead of firing off the response, you sit back and you go, okay, why did that bother me? What about that interaction bothered me? Um, and so what can I control? I can't control that person because as soon as I try to retaliate in a comment, you're trying to control that person. You're trying to change their point of view. Right. Regardless of like the, the, the intent behind it, like your intent is pretty much just to clarify and go, no, 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 man, check it out. No, no. I was really just trying to get this done. Um, You've already it's lost that. Work. You're already yeah, yeah. That battle's already lost, man. So, the only thing that we can control is ourselves and our reactions and how we perceive it in the future. And you know, I'm I'm with you, man. I used to be in that same. I used to be in that same boat, and I don't. I very rarely pay attention to commentary. Very very yeah. rarely. I've, I like. I wouldn't have even known about it had it not been presented to me. But then I was like, okay, well, let me take a look at this, and that was my own mistake there. <laughs> Yeah. And I, sh I, I knew better, but it was one of those things where it's like, I'm just kind of curious because 
like talking on the psychological aspect of things, like you said, um, why is it bother or this and that? And you got to take a look inside. Well, I, I know where it is for me. And like, I don't care if this is like public or not. I have no problem. I'm an honest man and I say it how it is. Uh, I have imposter syndrome. And so then I, I like, I'm not stupid. I know exactly why that triggered me. And it was because of that. And it was the aspect of there isn't a day that goes by that I don't wake up and look in the mirror and be like, why the fuck am I here? Like, like that's a real thing. And so it's like the, then when someone says anything, even if they're just being a slut about it, like just the fact of it is, the fa is, Hey, they're reassuring exactly what I thought. Sure. So yeah. maybe like I should quit. Well, that's so like, that's where it comes in. That's, that's powerful medicine for you though, because number one for admitting it <clears throat> because we all have it right. Philip and I have talked about it before. Um, I, I still have it, but it comes and goes. And the, for me anyways, the goal is to recognize it when it's like in that moment, recognize it in that moment and be aware of it. And then it allows me to then temper my internal response to it and go, Oh, I'm, this is going to, this is, I'm feeling that imposter syndrome. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? Cause that's the only thing that you can control is your response and how you react to it. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's basically like, you know, looking back at, and it's hard to do because arrogance <laughs> is also one of my shadow aspects um, it's hard for me to view people um, that are coming across as being arrogant because I really I don't like arrogant people. And then if I look at that and I go, oh, shit, okay, well, here's the mirror. Um, if arrogance is in my shadow, then there's a part of me that wishes that I could be arrogant like that person, right? There's mm -hmm. a part of me that wishes that I could have the ability to be that arrogant um, but I don't really want to because I'm, I'm nervous about how that would come across because it challenges the persona that I've created that I put out to the world. Right. So like, yeah. this is legitimate, this is legitimate internal psychological Jungian psychology work that you're talking about doing on yourself. And it's real. It's very real. You can't escape it because everybody has these things going on inside of them. And your ability to manage it is what separates, like truly, like Philip and I, when we talk about the, you know, the competition aspect of things and being like up at that upper echelon level, I think in order for you to be at that upper echelon level, you have to be completely, you have to be completely in line and understand all parts of your shadow. Because if you're not, you're going to allow little things to derail you and take you off of that mental focus and take you away from where you need to be. Um, and it's that whole, like, you know, all those old things like water off a duck's back and sticks yeah. and stones and all that stuff. What people were trying to say in a very rudimentary form without having a true depth of understanding of, of what they were trying to communicate. They're just like, Hey man, you're your own person, right? You're your own person. Y you have the sole responsibility of how you interpret other people and how they interact with you. Um, cause you can't control other people. I mean, you can't, 
you can physically control them. Like you, you certainly can, but you can't <laughs> mentally control them, uh, psychologically control them unless, you know, well, you can psychologically control them now or getting into a, a whole other realm. But with personal interactions with people, um, you know, you're your own person and you, you're the one that has to be able to say that with you, with your own security and say, no, 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 man, I don't find you like, and it's easy to go into the whole, well, look at that dude and he's never done anything and blah, 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 blah. Now nah, that's not the way to do it because now all you're doing, you're doing the exact same thing in the opposite yep. direction. Right. So it's all yourself. That's all. It's all I yourself. Guess, I guess the hard part with it is like, where it's just like it gets to a point where it's annoying like how do you because it's like you know like no matter how well you articulate this no matter how well you word this no matter how you demonstrate it no matter what you do no matter how many goats and chickens you sacrifice like it's not going to matter i think a good like, response i i have it there's I, always something I, I i think a good response to this this comment if if you were to comment like hey i appreciate your comment I'm a student in the craft and, you know, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm out here trying to get better. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. And cause that's, that's literally, so my imposter system comes from when I don't do well at a match and I will shut down my social media for like two weeks. <laughs> Seriously. Like, <laughs> it's it. like, it's like, it's I like, it's it. like, it's like, why am I out here telling people how to yep. run a rifle if I can't even place well in a competition? Yep. And, you know, me placing well is like, you know, top 10, if I, if I maybe fall back in, in like you know, top 20 or whatever. Right. But like, I get it. I, I have imposter syndrome all the time and performance anxiety when it, it, when we go to a event and we're supposed to perform because we are instructors, we are former snipers and we have, you know, a social media presence on, you know, Instagram, whatever. And, and, and what I found is most people follow us social media via Instagram or, or, uh, or YouTube. And, um, I think, you know, I think for me, the imposter syndrome is what drives me to want to get better in my opinion. Like that's what, that's like my driving force of like, okay, like, Hey, you know, I'm not where I want to be at. Um, but I'm working toward that goal. And I think what I love is bringing people, especially the people in our network of like along that journey, because those guys are on the same, the same path, right? You look at all of our modern day riflemen, you know, and, um, they are wanting to just become better, more proficient riflemen at whatever, you know, application that they're using a precision rifle for. But it doesn't get like annoying to you knowing that like every single picture, video, reel, anything you do, you're going to have some, someone make some stupid comment. Most of the people that make comments, I'll they're know, trash. I'll, and yeah. I'll know that I'll run their ass in the dirt with a bolt gun, right? The people, for sure, 100%. the people that are not making comments are the people that I'm worried about. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Right. But at the same time, it's still annoying. Where, oh yeah. Yeah. And, that, and I, like me being annoyed right now and us even having this conversation is literally feeding what it is. So I already know there's probably gonna be a meme about this fucking podcast or something no, along I, those lines. Like it's, it's like, this is the nature of the game with this industry, which Caitlin brings me to my question to you is you've been in this industry longer than Phil and I both. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing this <clears throat> so long. And it's like, how, like, I've always been impressed, like, how you've managed to stay in this industry. Not, like, not saying because you can't do it, but just the fact that like, no. Phil and I have this conversation. I hate the gun industry 
more than any of the the only other industry I'd say is on par as far as like being a cancer to itself would be fitness, the fitness industry and the gun industry, I'd say are probably the two biggest self-induced cancers. And I absolutely like I love my job. Absolutely love my job. But I hate being in this industry with an absolute burning passion. Well hate it. Let so me, how um, have you done it? I'll I'll answer your question, right? So <clears throat> Um, okay. So this is multifaceted, right? So it's, it's not easy. Number one. Okay. Because, and I, and I truly believe that this is like an evolution of consciousness. I was the same way, right? Like as when I was younger, I, um, social media was still a thing, but it was not the way it is now. Um, it's almost like it's so vicious. Like it is extremely vicious. And before before we had social media, we had sniper's hide, right? Before it was all the Facebook groups and before it was Instagram, you had sniper's hide. And sniper's hide was exactly the same way. It was a place where that was the only place that you could communicate and um, uh, digitally with other people, right? Within the industry, one of the main ones. Um, and there was like, yeah, it's, there was trash talking, there was, um, long threads. And then I'm sure like AR15.com, like one of the guys, uh, at Magpul, when I was working there, that's all that dude did for like the first three hours of his day was cruise through AR15.com, M4 Carbine, all of these forums and just search and search and search for negativity, search for negative comments, look for that, look for that. And I remember like watching that and going, that doesn't make any sense. Um, it just seems to me like a waste of time. Now, granted, like you could look at that from the standpoint and go, okay, what's the market doing and what are people chirping about? And, and where's the, where are the main conversations and can we fit in there, pardon me, with some product development or, um, another widget. And that's pretty much what Magpul is known for is creating solutions to problems that people were starting to talk about. And so, but looking, and then that we would have these conversations about all this negativity and stuff. Um, and it showed me that like, Hey, I have a choice in how I look at this. I have a choice in how I, um, perceive all of this stuff that happens on the internet. And I have not been very active on social media. I haven't been very active on forums, um, mainly because I never really wanted to get involved in that stuff. Now, every once in a while, yeah, something would piss me off and I would, and I would fire off a comment. Um, and, and I would be, I would be completely, um, I'd be lying if I, if I said that I hadn't done it, like sniper craft pissed me off, pissed me off big time. And I called him out publicly, but I called him out publicly in a, in a, in a, in a, in a forum, um, because I was angry and it was, it was very irritating. And the reason that I was angry, it wasn't because I was angry at one specific individual. I was angry at a, a methodology of thought process. And from my point of view, it was like, Hey, you guys are, you guys are doing a disservice to the community that you supposedly are here to serve. Um, and so that's what pissed me off. And you know, later on down the road, I would find out that, you know, that dude publicly called me out and like put videos up of me in front of three or 400 
snipers at a convention in Florida. And the guy who called me to tell me about it, it was, it was really funny because uh, this happened at your class, Ryan, the class that you were out here in May. Um, oh, yeah, in Yakima. I have not said one word about that outside of the conversation that I had with you until this very moment that I'm talking about it right now because yeah. I literally don't care. I just don't care because I know that within myself and the product that we put out, it is superior. I don't have to sit there and crow about how superior it is. I just know it's superior. A, I would destroy your qual with completely cold and I've done it twice before. It's ridiculously easy. Um, does not test the skills of a rifleman to the degree that it should for the job that you're testing them to do. Um, and your training is completely antiquated and you would never, you'd never stand a chance in front of a modern day rifleman who is keeping up with the times of modern marksmanship mechanics, right? And so I don't have to go out there and, 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 and project that out to the world. I just know that within myself. And so I'm just like, well, whatever. It kind of, I mean, if that's the way you choose to live your life, then fine. That's, that's fine. That's your, that's your path, not mine. And this is an evolution of consciousness, I guess. And it's not like, I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, it's um, like this esoteric thinker. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just looking at things just, and having these internal discussions like we're talking about here and going, why does that bother me? Like, why does that really bother me? And once you dig down to the bottom of why it really bothers you and you can figure it out, then it won't bother you anymore. You'll be able to look at it and go, nah, you'll have maybe a little bit of emotion surrounding it initially, but then your awareness of what you're doing will gain control of that and, and, and stamp down those flames and get them under control. So that way you can look at it with uh, the perspective of the confidence within yourself to be like, I'm sorry, anytime, any place, bud, like I'll buy your ammo. I'll buy your, I'll buy your plane ticket. Let's do this. And that's fine. And we'll video it and we'll do all the things. But then it's just like, but why even do that? Who cares? You're just going to go do your thing. And, you know, like I said, there's 8 billion people out there. I may be off in that number, but like it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. And then the people that we come into contact with, they're going to seek us out. And those are the people that really matter. Not the people on the internet chirping about things that, they're trying to get a reaction out of you. It's like meme pages. I was pretty vocal about meme pages. Philip and I were also having that conversation before you came on board. And the meme pages really fired me up. And for me, again, it's that, it's the, it's that arrogance because when you set up a meme page, number one, you're, you're essentially, from my, my standpoint, you're kind of a coward. You're not kind of, you are. Um, because what you're doing is you're removing somebody's ability to a defend their standpoint, defend their point of view. And this was my thoughts initially. And you're just lurking in the shadows and, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, the whole fighting fair type thing. But then I started to realize, I'm like, well, I kind of am a sniper and, my whole purpose in life is to sneak around and shoot things from a long ways away. And those targets that can't see me, that's my survivability, right? So again, we, 
project what we reject and me looking at that meme page going, what an asshole that guy is. He's so, he's not, he's a coward. He won't even stand up and say, Hey, this is me. This is who I'm, this is who's running this page. And it's and like, then you hey, don't stand up in a FFP and say, come shoot me. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Hey man, so, so put a JDAM like right here. Um, so, but then again, it's like, it's for nefarious purposes. It's to, it's to get a reaction. It's to get a reaction from people. And they hope that you're going to jump in and be like, well, if, if, fucking fuck you. And then they're like, boom, I got you. I got you. You took guess, the bait. And one, and, and what I don't want is I don't want to take the bait because the bait is toxic. And if I do take that bait, I deserve what I get. And so that's really how I've learned to navigate this space. Um, there, was a, there was a point in time that, and the people that know me, I mean, some of you guys on the, you know, uh, some of the guys that listen that know me have had this conversation before. There was a standpoint or a point in time where a couple, three years ago where I told my wife, I said, I'm out, man. I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, yeah. I don't really like the people. Um, I don't really like the way that the industry is. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I was kind of sitting in this more victimized mentality and not really understanding how I could change my own perspective. And um, I was like, hey, all I want to do is I'm going to go be a fly fishing guide in the summertime. Um, I'm going to hunt in the fall and I'm going to go be a skydiving instructor and chase drop zones in the wintertime to make money doing that. Right. Because those are all the things that I wanted that I love doing. And, um, clearly like you can create a life, like as long as you are making enough money to create a life that supports your lifestyle, then who cares what you do? But you know, she was just like, so hang on, let's talk about this. (laughs) Those people don't make a lot of money. Um, and let's try to refocus where refocus where your disparities are refocus why you have these feelings and can you separate your feelings from the fact that you are a subject matter expert you are a respected individual within your field people want to hear what you have to say you are a thought leader in your field and sometimes we fall away from this sometimes we fall away from understanding what we are supposed to be doing and sometimes we don't know what we're supposed to be doing all the time, right? Because it's always going to change and evolve and morph. But I was able to just kind of sit back and think about that. And it kind of righted my ship. And the reason that it righted my ship or turned the, the, the ship, if you will, the turning of the ship had to come from the wheelhouse. Nobody else was going to do that. Um, it would have taken a lot of tugboats to be pushing and shoving, and I would have been very resistant to it. So the change had to come from within me to shift my perspective of how I view the industry. And so I started to talk to other people about their industries. Um, what's it like in the mortgage industry? Talk to people that sell mortgages. It's disgustingly cutthroat, very, very corporate, nasty. Um, people out to get you, people trying to steal business from you. Um, like look at, uh, you know, Cassandra came from, uh, the auto industry. She was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed. Right. So it's not just our industry. Every industry is 
inundated with this negative energy because it's filled with humans, right? It's filled with humans that haven't really come to understand how they show up um, and, and the effects that they have presenting themselves the way that they do, if that makes any sense. So it's not yeah. just our industry, right? It's like, it's just, it's, it's human nature in general. Um, and so that's kind of what allowed me to kind of get back on that, uh, that path of, of saying, of having that confidence and being like, yeah, you know what? Like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do me. Um, you do you, and I'm going to say what I feel as though is important. And that's how I'm going to navigate this space. Um, and we've been massively successful as a result of it. And that's not like trying to toot any horns. It's just trying to say that it's all about perspective. It's all about how you look at things. And I was in that same position too. And I'm not saying that I don't fall back into that position temporarily. There's certainly things out there that I see or read um, or view that really piss me off. And I'll, I'll write like four comments. I'll write a comment, erase it, write another comment, erase it, write another comment. And then I look at it and I'm like, well, this is stupid. I'm not doing any of it. And then I throw, I put the phone away and pick up a book or go out into the shop and, you know, do something to redirect my mind to where that energy is best utilized. And it's most certainly not engaging with ignorant humans on the internet at all. I guess the confusing aspect of it is you would think when you have so much of our population that's trying to take guns away and hates guns and all the political aspect of shit and it's usually based on lack of knowledge which it's not like an insult it's like people fear what they don't understand usually mm -hmm. and it's like you would think with that many people against us that we would try to be more of a quote-unquote community as some people like to improperly call our, well, community. <laughs> and so to then see that people argue over, well, I would put a red dot one pick a tiny slot back. And it's like, okay, well, that's cute. Do it. <laughs> so it's sure. like every little stupid thing, someone's got some dumb shit to say over something that doesn't matter. And, and it's like, it, there's a big difference, as you know, between asking a question and then like genuinely asking a question and then asking something because you're trying to be a smart ass. Well, yeah. So that's, so that's a great lesson too. And going, okay, we start, once we understand the whole aspect of projections and it's a very deep subject, it's like, we're just barely barely scratching the surface of it but you can you can very easily see what's a projection and what is an honest question yeah. um and and what you guys have witnessed is their projections they're not real honest questions just the way that they word it the tone everything and if you do want to peruse comments you just look for projections and ignore the projections and focus on the people that are saying hey man i'm here to i'm here to get knowledge okay well if you want knowledge then cruise over here to the modern day rifleman network and we'll, we'll be happy to answer your questions because engaging on a YouTube comment thread is toxic. Engaging on an Instagram thread is toxic. I screwed up. I screwed up and I commented on something that, um, that, uh, Amir posted 
Uh, this big guy got into a, a, a fist fight with a younger, smaller dude, and they got into a oh, gunfight. I think I saw it. Yeah, and I was just like, well, you know, this is my opinion. This is totally my opinion, and I think that that guy's probably going to burn for it. I, dude, I had to turn <laughs> I had to turn off the notifications, um, and I did not engage with any of it because it's like I'm not here to freaking argue with you. People are like, oh, I hope you don't carry a gun. Well, I do, and it's going to be my decision and my decision only about when I decide to use deadly force. So it's just like one of those things where it's like you, you're at the helm, man, you're, you're in the wheelhouse, you're driving the boat and you are the one that has the ability to, uh, choose to engage or choose to disengage. And that was a mistake on my part. I should have never said anything. Um, but I did. And so I had to accept the fact that I was the one who chose to engage. I put a comment out there and it's controversial and people are going to have their own thoughts and things to say. That's fine. That's great. That was my thought. Yeah. Makes you want to turn the comment section off, but if you turn the comment section off, just makes you look weak. So it's like, it it doesn't really make you look weak. It makes you look like you are just not willing to accept or yeah, you just don't care. I don't care. Like you do you, you want to carry, there's so many people out there that are carrying guns that probably shouldn't be carrying guns. It's ridiculous. Um, and so, but that's their choice and they're human beings and they're all individuals and they have the ability to choose just like we have the ability to choose. So, and that's probably what has like shifted, helped me shift my perspective big time. Um, with regards to the firearms industry, uh, the precision shooting industry, and um, understanding that it's not just us. There's other industries out there. All these industries out there are filled with human beings that um, that are opinionated and want to get validation for their opinions. And the internet gives them a place to do it, right? So, you know, we didn't have this. When we had magazines out there, we had like when all of our sources of information were just newspapers and magazines. If you wanted to make a comment to the editor, you had to write a fucking letter and send it to the newspaper or the magazine, and hope that they decided that you were articulate enough and and had a valid enough argument that the editor would even engage with you. And that I think is a pretty decent. That's pretty decent, right? So, yeah. you know. Um, now, granted, the editor is the gatekeeper at that point in time. Sure. And so some people are just like, well, you shouldn't be the gatekeeper. Okay, well, you want to be the editor for Guns and Ammo magazine? Get your ass out there and start writing articles and get yourself into that industry if you want to make such a splash and an impact. Do that hard work. Go do that work. And if you're not willing to do that work and you're just going to sit on a soapbox, then I don't have time for you. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Go do the work. This Actions is like, speak louder than words. It is such a thing of problem is like it's such an ego driven industry that we're in yeah very it 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 is and you know and same thing with like uh like as an example the mortgage industry i talked to a buddy of mine that was in the mortgage industry for a while and he got out of it because it was like he's just like this is disgusting firearms is not just associated with ego the mortgage industry is as well those guys are driven by sales they're driven by numbers they want to they want to best everyone they want to be the man I'm going to be the man with the biggest sales portfolio. I'm going to be the man with, I mean, we saw it when we were working, when we were working at Gunworks, we some of those sales dudes are just sharks, you know, they work on commission and they're like, I'm going to get paid. 
Like this is how I get paid. And so that's their focus and that's how they drive their energy. And it's, it's real. It's just human nature. We would love to think everybody has the best of intentions and, you know, you can That's just life. That's just life. Yeah. That's absolute life. I mean, even teachers, right? So it is what it is. And, um, you guys are doing good things, man. The videos that you guys put out, like everything that we put out is authentic. And I think that's the real, that's the real thing that people need to understand. Well, not even they need to understand. I hope they understand that it is authentic. It's real. Um, we post our screw ups, we post our successes, we're accountable for our screw ups and we post our successes with humility. And I think that's very important because we're willing to learn from all of it. Um, you know, like I, I, I screwed up on a, I screwed up on a, on a jump this weekend. You know, it was, it was a silly beginner mistake. Um, I was set up a little too high and I'm training for a demonstration jump that we're going to do for Stone Glacier um, this coming Friday at their summer bash. And the landing area is super tight. It's very, very small. And when there's 500 plus people down there watching every single parachute come to land, you don't want to screw that up. You know, you want to make, you want to make it just right. Um, and you want to represent our brand. You want to represent our team well. Um, and you want to represent Stone Glacier well, right? So um, I set up super high and... Um, I hit some, I hit some thermic activity that kind of disrupted my, my pattern that I was flying. Normally when I hit this point in the pattern, I was, uh, 200 feet lower, but I checked my altimeter and I was still at 600 feet. And I was like, I can't turn final at 600 feet. I am going to way overshoot that. So I tried to use a couple of tools in my toolbox to get me to hit my mark. And I executed those, I executed it poorly and I made some beginner mistakes And I ran long by about like 50 yards. Now in my head, when I did that, I was trying to stay focused in the moment. But as soon as I knew I wasn't going to make my target, I said some expletives, right? But I still had a canopy to fly. I still had to land it safely. And I knew that I had plenty of run out. But I remember thinking to myself when I landed, if I were to have done that in the demo, there's a potential I could have flown into somebody's car, right? So... I didn't beat up myself. I didn't beat myself up. I looked at it for what it was and said, well, I'm going to pack my parachute. I'm going to get back on the next load and I'm going to fix it because I know, I know what I need to do to fix it. Um, and I did that in front of a bunch of people at the drop zone, right? Sometimes we, we fuck up, we make mistakes and sometimes like engaging with commentary, we make that mistake of engaging with commentary and, you have to be able to accept the fact that if you engage with that and, and you, you make the mistake of engaging with somebody and going, Oh, I'm going to show you, or I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to convince you otherwise. Nah, man, you just got to pack your parachute and, and, and do it all over again in terms of post another video, say, okay, well, here's what I'm going to show you. And you don't even have to say, this is for the dude on YouTube. No, you just do the video and you say, this is how, this is, um, some comments were here and I'm just going to, I'm going to reinforce or reiterate that this is how, this is the reason why I did this and and so on and so forth. Even if you want to go that far. Um, but you definitely have to, uh, you definitely can't like be focused on that negativity because it will drag you down. It absolutely will. Um, 
And so I try not to do that. I try to stay focused on, um, on the positive aspect of things and not stay focused on people that are just trying to bait you or troll you into, into showing your shadow. Yeah, this is good. We have it's been a while since we've done a mindful podcast. Yeah. Mindset podcast. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no, it was, it was impromptu. I, I, I mean, it's important. It's important because that's one thing that we, we, I mean, that's the, that's the journey of a rifleman that we're going through right now with mm-hmm. our, uh, with our, with our rifleman. Right. And, and we deal with it like, and the, one of the things that I, I, I shouldn't say dislike, but like, I think there's a lot of people that put us definitely on like a silver platter. Right. And thinking that we don't have our own issues, but we do, right. We have our own struggles, our imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we deal with life just like anyone else deals with life. Um, you know, we happen to deal with it in the farms industry, right? And, but the people that we cater to, the people are our customers are not in the farms industry, right? They're, they right. live regular lives, right? But they probably still deal with shitty bosses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if they are the boss or if they are entrepreneur, they are looking for us for like a leadership style in terms of helping navigate them in specific situations or how to communicate information better to their, you know, juniors, um, and, and whatnot. So, uh, I think it was good. Um, there is a two things I wanted to add in there. So I've read these and I thought it really just resonated as like a good representation of like kind of like our industry and kind of common mindset. So, uh, like Lucas Bakken, T-Rex Arms, he did a Q&A yesterday, and people have mixed feelings on him, and that's fine, but I agreed with what he said in this aspect. And one of the questions he got was, do customers want education or to be told what to buy? And he had, uh, he said, based on my experience, perception, looking at tens of thousands of comments over the years, I'd say it's an 8-20 split or 80-20 split. 80% want to latch onto a figure they like and do whatever they say. 20% want to learn, understand, and make a decision on their own. That's quote for what he said. And I was like, it's actually, I would probably agree with that from what I've seen. Uh, and then the next Q&A he had was, what's with the hate on staccatos? And then I, I didn't screenshot that one, or I might have, I don't remember. But then it was like me just saying, oh, he said, stop calling every non-positive comment or opinion hate. It's cringe and inaccurate. People can dislike things and ideas without hating them. Hate is a word we should reserve for sin. That's it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, people, if you say like, oh, I didn't like this aspect of something, people are like, oh, well, this guy hates this or he hates that. And it's like, wow, man, it's like, that's kind of just like the mindset that I see a lot in, in this industry, which I guess that's any industry, like you were saying, Kalen, where yeah. it's just like the aspect of just like the fact that it's it's zero to Jesus. There's no there's no middle ground. It's just zero to Jesus. Um, and, yeah, I, w- I would probably agree with that, man, because um, everybody... Everybody has a desire to, to be validated for their opinions, every single human. And with the age of the internet, social media the way it is, now everybody has an opportunity, an unlimited opportunity to validate or, or seek validation for their opinions by voicing them. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, I think being aware, right, being aware of, of what humans do in terms of like the ego and the persona and the shadow aspects of things, uh, help it, you, like the understanding that certainly helped me um, navigate the space a little bit better and just humans in general. Um, you live, uh, I, I can guarantee that I, I, I say that I, I can say with certainty rather, I was kind of bumbly, but I can say with certainty that I live a happier life as a result of it. 
for sure. For sure. I think one thing too to to leave off the podcast, Caitlin, because I know you got to go. But you know, one of the things that I always dr- go back to is like my purpose, right? When I when I create a piece of content, at the end of the day, you know, whether it's marketing or whatever, like what is it? My true purpose and underlying layer of every content that I create, right? And I always go back to that sniper that is uninformed, that is still regurgitating or being regurgitated to on, you know, the, the, the three elements of a good shooting position or, you know, the only thing you should do with a sniper rifle is, you know, pull your bolt out. Granted, there's some, there's some obvious reasons to that to a certain degree in terms of like, you don't want a, a Lance Corporal PFC completely disassembling a sniper rifle. But if you are a school trained sniper, right? you should have the know about on how to completely disassemble that rifle and put it back together, right? You shouldn't have to rely on further echelons or the armor, armor, right? So, you know, I always go back to that sniper that's out there that is uninformed, right? And I, I think now because of the abundance of social media and, and other snipers now creating content, like the, the, I don't think that's the case, but we still see it, right? We, Kalen and I still see it. We saw it at uh, um, RSC, when we went earlier in January. Um, so that is still my foundation in, in giving snipers the power to go out and fail, right? To show up to competitions knowing that, like, hey, you're going to get your, your nuts crushed by, uh, now she's 18. I always used to say 16, but an 18-year-old <laughs> little girl. She keeps right? getting older, um, Philip. Yeah, and so... <laughs> that usually that happens. 16-year-old's yeah. going to crush you. <laughs> right, and so... 30 years um, old. You know, you're going to get your, your your nuts crushed, but it's just going to make you so much better yeah. as a sniper, right, when you're when you're, when you're you're pushing your limits because the the military does not give you the same training that a, a two-day competition would. Yep. And I say this all the time, <clears throat> is that I learned more... From my two day uh, from a two day competition about my individual shooting skills than I did at any course that I attended, right? Because you when you go to a course, right, the instructor is t- teaching you how to be successful, right, around their curriculum, around the, what they feel like is uh, foundation or baseline. So you know, I, I know this is a, a rabbit hole from my initial discussion of like, okay, hey, what what is my underlying layer? And, and like marketing, unfortunately for us, is like a necessary evil of like, hey, we got to put ourselves out there. But still, I put myself out there to hopefully inspire other snipers or people that are in in our our uh, our community to just show up, right? And, and, and so it's okay to fail. It's okay to put ourselves out there um, to fail because it's just going to make us better, right? I know for a fact that... You know, you, you put a, a sniper rifle in my hand right now. We go off to war tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be more capable than I when I was when I was a Lance Corporal as a sniper, right, um, or a corporal as a sniper being school trained. And, um, you know, I, like I, I honestly don't even know how we even went into combat knowing what I knew back then. Right. Compared <clears throat> to what I know now. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, uh, really good impromptu. Our initial podcast discussion was supposed to be the intro intro classes. Yeah, but, uh, that we, we should we, come we back told, to it. Let's let's. Yeah, uh, we should we should, said, we, should bring it we should come back to it. But I yeah. think uh, I think um, it was good. I think it's a good episode. I think uh, you know we'll probably we'll, we'll, we're we're gonna see each other this uh, mm-hmm. this week. So hopefully we'll have time to, to record a podcast. Heck yeah! Just a couple things uh, on on your guys's radar. So today's uh, July twenty fourth. And, um, Kalen, you want to sign off? Yeah, I got to cut away, boys. Um, I will see you guys at the end of the week, man.
Cool. Yeah. See you, dude. Cool. We'll see you. All right. Take care. Travel safe. Take care. Okay. So, um, 0724. It's actually my dog's birthday today. He's two, uh, cloud. So that's, that's good. Uh, but in about the next month, we are, Ryan and I have been working hard on the tripod masterclass. We've been learning a lot of things with regard to different tripod setups, deployment times, um, stability, recoil management. So we're excited to actually share all that data uh, with the tripod masterclass. I've been and, changing my techniques just from it. And you've been changing your techniques. So it's good. Um, we've got that in, in the pipe, but... Uh, Really, August is kind of reserved for us here in Cody to knock out that tripod masterclass. Kalen's got maybe a couple more classes. Um, but again, if you're unfamiliar of what we've got going on, uh, I can't think of all of them at the top of my head. They're on our website. So if you want to see and train with us in person, um, head over to the Modern Day Cyber site, go to events, and you'll see all of our classes that we've got running but I know you're kicking your first scope carving class in Texas here yeah. in September, Correct. as well as Utah. And then we've got scope carving and an intro class at Pig River. Uh, we've been doing that now. I think this will be year four down in, uh, at uh, Rocky Mountain. So I'm excited for that. And then yeah. um, I'll be in Texas twice. Yeah, you'll be in Texas. Yeah. I got the real world sniper first weekend. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, the intro followed by the scope carving number one. Yep. So uh, super busy schedule. We've been trying to do podcasts as often as we can, but um, it's just that it's just that time of year where it's 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 super busy. But we definitely appreciate all of our listeners. Um, you know, since day one when we released the podcast, now three and a half years ago, uh, we appreciate all you guys' loyal support. Thanks for being a part of our community. Thanks for all the comments, and uh, for that for people that are new to the Modern Day Cyber Podcast, welcome. Hope you guys enjoy it. And until next time, you guys know the drill. Keep your face on the gun. Peace.